This is Comic Shenanigans, episode 219, Comic Reviews for the week of Wednesday, November the 12th. Welcome to Comic Shenanigans, this is episode 219, it's our Comic Reviews episode for the week of Wednesday, November the 12th. I'm your host, Adam Chapman. Uh, this episode is going out on the, 9th, uh, sorry, I guess the 18th of November. I have returned from my vacation in Cuba, uh, a little bit rested, uh, but none the worse for wear, and uh, ready to start podcasting again. It's been uh, a little while since I've done an episode, uh, at least as far as I'm concerned. Obviously, I had episodes going up last week while I was away on vacation that I had... Uh, um, previously recorded um, so I'm looking at releases for November the 12th now because I was away and haven't had a lot of time to kind of read the comics since my return I've only had a chance to look at about six books so this is going to be a pretty quick episode I know I always say that but I, I mean it this time uh, spoilers obviously for those particular issues uh, first up is none other than uh, Avengers and X-Men Axis number five um I'm just not really enjoying the series. I appreciate that it's coming out rapid fire like crazy. Um, you know, it's 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 a three month event, but nine issues like that. That's kind of intense. I just don't really enjoy it. Um, this issue is written by Rick Remender, artwork by Terry and Rachel Dodson. Um, I just found the, the the main voice here of Spider Man and even Nova felt a little bit off. Having all the the heroes kind of uh, they're trying to take all the non affected heroes off the board. Um, the kind of uh, figurehead or the main kind of evil character we're seeing kind of leading this, the charge is Captain America, uh, Sam Wilson. What a shitty way to kind of debut him as Cap. I mean, his I know his own book started this past week, but we'd already seen him in Axis acting like a giant douche, so it's too bad that that's kind of his big coming out before he had his own um, series launch. Um, it's just been him being a kind of a big jerkwad. Um, a, lot of, a lot of this issue is just kind of, you know, Nova and Spider-Man showing up at the Avengers Tower and then taking off from Avengers Tower, fighting against some of the Avengers and taking and taking off completely. Uh, seeing that definitely a lot of things are wrong. Um, Spider-Man and Nova end up uh, being uh, saved by old people by uh, Magneto, who brings them to Avengers Mansion, where they team up with Captain America and uh, sorry Steve Rogers and uh, the new Nomad, who's his son, and and uh, trying to figure out what they're going to do now. They see that there's a new version of the Hulk, which I still think is stupid. Um, you have Nova going up against that character. You have Genesis as a basic apocalypse now, uh, leading the X-Men to Avengers Mansion, um, and kind of taking out the Avengers and beating the crap out of them. I just find this, this series very uninteresting. Um, and just kind of a, a big yawn and, uh, not very engaging, not very interesting. Um, I, I don't, I, I just feel like. In some ways, it's a little protracted. Like, I don't need issues and issues of my favorite heroes acting like giant douchebags. Like, it's kind of an interesting concept, but again, the, the way they're playing it, I'm not interested. I'm wondering what book three is going to look like, uh, since this is the, kind of the second act, uh, second book of the series. Uh, I'm going to give it a f- four out of ten. I just was not a fan. I didn't find it interesting. Uh, by the time it was over, I was not interested in reading the next issue. I just found it very blah. Uh, next up is uh, Hobgoblin number two by Shinnick and Rodriguez. Uh, that's Kevin Shinnick and Javier Rodriguez. Um, it's kind of, it's an interesting book. I generally do like the artwork. Um, having Hobgoblin versus Goblin Knight, having Phil Yurik trying to go up against uh, Roderick Kingsley and his crew. Um, the fun little uh, not an advertisement uh, pages are cool as well. 
um, seeing kind of what's going on with how Phil is trying to take down Roderick. Um, at times, I, I, I feel like the art style, as much as I really enjoy it, it's not quite what I like from the Hobgoblin. I like him being this kind of very physical, imposing threat, and I find the artwork doesn't always do a great job of selling that because it's kind of a, a slimmer, different take on the character. Even the way that Roderick looks, uh, the way that he's kind of been written, it's not that different from his classic self, but just tweaked enough. Um, it's still a good issue. Um, it's just, in some ways, not quite what I would have wanted from a Hobgoblin book, but it's Axis, so it's not really a regular Hobgoblin book anyway. Uh, I'm going to give it an 8, though. I think it was a solid read. Again, very solid artwork. Is it completely to my taste? I can't fault it for not being what I want it to be. I have to rate it on what it is. And it is a good comic. It's just not quite the Hobgoblin comic I want to be reading. Uh, but it is still good. Um, so don't let me get me wrong there. So it's an 8 out of 10. Uh, next up is Batman. And this is number 36, Endgame Part 2 by um, Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo. Um... I, 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 I don't know. I, I, I found myself bored. Um, the fight against Superman lacked a certain feeling. Like, I recently read, reread Hush, and that has a fantastic sequence of Batman versus Superman. Superman's being mind controlled, much like here, um, but it, it's a really cool Batman versus Superman fight. I just was not that engaged or interested in this fight. I don't know. Something about it just fell off. Um, the Capullo's artwork, maybe, it just isn't quite. I like Capullo's artwork. It just doesn't have that certain feeling about it. Um, maybe it's that the actual shots of Superman, like at times, were kind of tiny. We had these the kind of larger kind of action shot panels of like buildings being burned down, etc. But the actual action felt kind of small. Um, there was like a page where Superman's flying up into into the atmosphere, and you have Batman uh, kind of getting ripped out of his armor by Superman. Um, that's kind of an interesting shot because you got six very elongated panels um so they run they're basically vertical panels so you got six running across the page and i just find that the action looks so minimized as a result of how the framing is done and at times i found the storytelling to be a little lackluster because i I wasn't sure exactly what was even happening um and then the going to arkham and then eventually finding this guy who turned out to be the joker um I didn't find it nearly as interesting as I think the, it was supposed to be kind of this cool reveal, and I kind of yawned. Um, it's not a bad issue. I just found it a little bit uninteresting. It, it, it's not really engaging me as much as I would like it to. Um, Death of the Family really hooked my attention right from the get-go. It was dark. It was mysterious. Uh, that amazing sequence uh, in the, um, in the uh, police headquarters where he's just off in cops. A fantastic sequence. So far, this storyline has not given me anything that I thought was outstanding or, or you know, really memorable. And that I was like, oh my god, like, I, I have to tell someone, I gotta tell Paul, uh, I gotta tell Nate, these are previous guests of the show, I gotta tell them to read this. But Death of the Family, I felt that way. I felt like, you've gotta read this. This is such a brilliant pacing. Um, the way it's written is creepy and dark. The artwork is fantastic. Here, the artwork's good, but it's not great. And at times, I I found the storytelling a little bit iffy. Um, The script, I found a little overly verbose at times. Uh, I I just wasn't fully plugged in. I wasn't really... uh, My attention wasn't truly captured. Uh, I'm going to give it a six. Uh, It's not bad, but just I find it a little dull in its own way. And uh, next up is Nova, number 23... 
Actually, I like this a lot, um, even though it's up against that stupid new version of the Hulk, um, which I think is dumb. Written by Jerry Dugan, uh, artwork by David Baldion, it remains just a consistently enjoyable book. Um, having Nova kind of trying to save his family, save his town, going up against this version of the Hulk, and um, kind of coming out the other end quite worse for wear uh, was interesting, and I'm excited to see where they go next because now it looks like the Nova helmet has been smashed beyond repair. Um, very good issue, again, even though it's got a silly promise. Well, Going up against the Hulk alone would be cool. Going up against this weird, ridiculous-looking version of the Hulk that I don't think they spent much time on actually developing this character, I found very stupid. I just really don't like this new version of the Hulk character. I just... No thanks. Uh, but the, generally speaking, the, no, the issue was good. So um, I'll still end up giving it an 8. Next up is Spider-Verse number 1, which I think is a completely unnecessary book. Um... I just don't think it needs to exist at all. Uh, so let's see. It's The framing sequence is by Dan Slott and Humberto Ramos. The Spider-Clan story, The Many, is by Scotty Young and Jake Parker. Steampunk Lady Spider by Robbie Thompson and Dennis Midry. And Penelope Parker by Katie Cook and Katie Cook. Um, I guess my problem with this series, or this, this two-part anthology, is we just got Edge of Spider-Verse doing the exact same thing. So what was the point of this? Um, as this big, kind of, oversized book... Um, we have a, a, a story about the uh, Mangaverse Spider-Man as he gets kind of uh, teams up with the rest of um, the characters. We have this kind of steampunk lady spider character, which is fine, but not that interesting. Um, we have like a, a one-page dance lot High Templeton uh, thing about uh, basically the Spider-Man who used to be involved with the um, with the pops, the, the hostess cream pies or something like that. I forget which one. And um, or the cookies or whatever, and as he ends up dying, that's an unnecessary one pager. Um, the Katie Cook story is silly and, and fun, um, and then you have the um, the final story, which is by Dan Slott Tom, and Tom Grummet, which is aping the style of the um, uh, what's it called the um, oh god the uh, newspaper strip, which I found was just really not that interesting either. I just found the entire thing a giant waste of time. Uh, the stories aren't necessarily bad, but they're not important. Um, it's, I guess, my problem is why Why didn't we just get an Edge of Spider-Verse issue? Why isn't this Edge of Spider-Verse number six? Why are you calling this Spider-Verse? Why are you... Yeah, I, just, I guess I have an issue more with the branding than anything else. The stories are fine. They're not that important. Um, they're, they, they've, they've upped the price count, sorry, uh, the page count and the price count. Um... I was not that interested in these particular versions. Uh, the manga one was was probably the best. Um, I just, I, again, I wasn't really that interested in what I was ended up reading. I'm gonna give it a five. And last up is Superior Iron Man, uh, Superior Iron Man number one. Um, I think I like this more than I expected, but I'm still not a huge fan. It's by Tom Taylor and Neil deGrasse Tyson. Um, I believe the first Marvel work for both. Uh, the artwork I actually thought was really solid, very clean, uh, a very good take on the characters. Um, I thought that the story, it, I, what I find weird about it is that they kind of mention that, um, that ever, like in the recap page that it kind of says that this takes place after Access because it says, while most were eventually restored, a more sinister Tony Stark evaded changing back and he has some special plans of the world he's for to protect. It, it, doesn't that just kind of invite a lot of 
questions and problems. If everyone else was switched back, how would he evade changing back? And especially given how public he is here, why wouldn't they force him to change back? And how was no one else pissed off or upset about what he's done to San Francisco, giving everyone extremists? Um, the core concept is an interesting one. It's just it's all predicated on the character acting so completely out of character that it just feels. I don't know, just it's a just a weird book. And it's not like with Superior Spider-Man where there is a reason why the character was acting completely different uh, besides the fact that he had some mystical mumbo-jumbo that made him evil. Uh, it was just a different guy. A different guy who was a, a dick and a supervillain, and that's why Spider-Man acted differently. And the reader knew this, but no one else did. Here, technically speaking, everyone else should kind of know, well, at least the heroes should know what's going on with Iron Man and why he's being a dick, but I don't understand why no one's stopping him. Uh, if this was part of like, st- set during Axis, this would almost make more sense. But the way it is here, this is after Axis. So why hasn't anyone done anything about this? And it just feels like people are, are they're having these big switches of changes, sorry, changes of personality, and no one's really asking why. Like even even though I liked Hobgoblin, why the fuck is Roderick Kingsley suddenly saying? First of all. He's very publicly like saying, I'm a hobgoblin and I'm a good guy and I'm doing this and I'm doing that. And I'm like, well, how is that everyone just accepting this? Uh, I mean, Carnage is a book where no one's accepting that he's a hero and it makes sense that he's fucked up but no one else is. But it just, everything else just feels like, um, hello, doesn't anyone get that something's wrong here and no one's trying to stop it? Um, I like the artwork here a lot. The story, not the greatest. I'm going to give it a 5 and a 5, sorry, 5.5 out of 10. Um, and that's everything I had a chance to read this week. So the books I didn't get a chance to read, which is a giant laundry list, includes the following. All New Captain America, number one. All New Ultimates, ten. Arrow, season 2.5, number two. Batgirl, 36. Batman Eternal, 32. Bucky Barnes, The Winter Soldier, number two. Captain America and the Mighty Avengers, number one. Captain Marvel, number nine. Coffin Hill, 13. Constantine, 19. Death of Wolverine, The Logan Legacy, number four. Earth 2, World's End, number six. FBP... Federal Bureau of Physics, number uh, 15. George Romero's Empire of the Dead, Act 2, number 3. It's a confusing title. Green Lantern Corps, number 36. Guardians 3000, number 2. Hawkeye vs. Deadpool, number 2. Justice League United, number 6. Kitchen, number 1. Clarion, number 2. Marvel Universe Avengers Assemble, season 2, number 1. Miles Morales Ultimate Spider-Man, number 7. Wait a minute, I read that. (laughs) I just realized that was something I read. I didn't even uh, talk about it, so I'll talk about that in a second. Uh, New 52, Future Zen, number 28. New Suicide Squad, number 4. Nightcrawler, number 8. Savage Hulk, num- uh, Savage Hulk, number 6. Scooby-Doo, Where Are You, number 51. She-Hulk, 10. Silver Surfer, 7. Smallville, Season 11, Chaos, number 4. Thor, number 2. Walking Dead, 134. World's Finest, 28. And Witches, number 2. So let's go back to Miles Morales, Ultimate Spider-Man. I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10. Um, the artwork remains fantastic. Uh, and something that I've just really dug in this book uh, throughout. Um, uh, I just think it's a great, great artwork by David Marquez. Bendis is doing a good job with this book, although it did feel like we went round and round a little bit more than we needed to. It was still good, but I felt like we had a few points where, you know, uh, Norman Osborn's powered up. Now he's not. Now he is. Now he isn't. Like, I just kind of like, really? Um, but it was interesting to kind of see that Spider-Man kind of taking off on his own with MJ. I'm kind of want to know what happens next with them. Um, the issue, the cover is more about, um... Uh, Katie Bishop, but she's really barely in this issue, although we see something that seems to indicate that she might be part of Hydra, which I don't know if was ever teased really before, besides the fact that 
they've been saying in solicits that there's a secret. Uh, and it looks like uh, Miles' dad has come home as well. Um, so I like this. I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10. It was, a, it was a solid book. Fantastic artwork. The story went around in loops, which is why I don't think I rated it as high. But it's still good. Uh, looking forward to tomorrow, uh, which would be, I guess, the 19th of November. Uh, looking at what's coming, or at least some of the highlights about what's coming up next. Um, we've got... Uh, let's see, coming out from DC, uh, there's the Aquaman hardcover volume 5, as well as the fourth trade paperback. Um, there's another chapter of uh, Robin Rises and Batman and Robin. Um, there's the, let's see, uh, Green Lantern, New Guardians continues the Godhead storyline. There's a new issue of Justice League, which I'm pumped for, a new issue of Multiversity, which is Pax Americana. Um, as well as we have Teen Titans, A Celebration of 50 Years, as well as the Teen Titans Earth 1 Hardcover Volume 1. And then looking at, uh, let's see, Image Comics, uh, we've got uh, Invincible 115, uh, Thief of Thieves 25, etc. And then flipping over to Marvel, we have Amazing Spider-Man number 10, the next chapter of Spider-Verse. We have another chapter in Time Runs Out in Avengers, which I'm pumped for, Avengers 38. Uh, we've got uh, Avengers World... Uh, tying into Axis. We've also got Axis Carnage, Axis Revolutions, both on their second issues. We have Avengers and X-Men Axis number six, as that juggernaut keeps continuing. Uh, new issues of Elektra, Fantastic Four. Uh, for those who enjoyed Guardians of the Galaxy by uh, Dan Abnett and uh, Andy Lanning, there's the Complete Collection, Volume 2 coming out, uh, as well as we've got uh, Iron Fist Living Weapon, Trade Paperback, Volume 1, Rage, that's by... Um, Kari Andrews, uh, who both wrote it and uh, illustrated it. And I thought it was actually a really good, solid story. Uh, there's New Avengers 26, so you actually have two chapters of Time Runs Out coming out. Uh, a new printing of Realm of Kings trade paperback is coming out. Silver Surfer Epic Collection called When, Call, called when Calls Galactus. The second uh, Runaways Complete Collection uh, volume, uh, which I think by next July will be up to, I think, Five volumes? I could be wrong there. A new chapter, or new issue, I mean, of Uncanny X-Men, uh, Wolverine Trade Paperback Volume 2, Three Months to Die, and the Thor, God of Thunder, Premier Hardcover Volume 4, Last Days of Midgard. Uh, so that's everything coming out on the 19th of November. Thank you for joining me for episode 219. I am Adam Chapman, your host. Uh, you can reach me at comicshenanigans at gmail.com, like us on Facebook, read and review us on iTunes, and you can also subscribe to us on iTunes as well. Uh, and one of these days, I'll finally get back to uh, posting our uh, links to the show on HC Realms as well. Thank you, and uh, we'll catch you next time. Bye-bye.